0: Twitch kinda bans gambling. As of October 18th, Twitch is going to be banning gambling on the website. Now, there are so many caveats to that. What they're ultimately saying is that they're prohibiting certain gambling sites that include slots, roulette, or dice games that aren't licensed in the US or other jurisdictions that they think provide consumer protections. Like they're still allowing sports betting, fantasy sports and poker. This doesn't ban slots, roulette and dice games outright, except that it may do that impracticality in that the companies that were giving these ridiculous gambling sponsorships were only really able to do that because they were circumventing a lot of different regulations and were, you know, based out of some shed in the middle of, uh, random countries that don't have any regulations and consumer protections. And there are laws in regards to, like, online gambling and whatnot in the US that prevents a lot of what many of the Twitch streamers were doing. It's why a lot of them had to move to Canada. But whatever the case may be, this will greatly impact the degree to which people are able to take those ridiculous sponsorships on Twitch and how easily they can do crypto gambling or gambling in general. So in other words, this isn't an outright ban, but it's like it's like if I said, I'm not banning you from taking something from my fridge, but if you want to take something from my fridge, you've got to put your balls in shattered glass and shove a cobra up your ass. Technically, you're not banned, but the odds of you going to do that so you can have something from my fridge is not very high, you know? So this is gonna have an impact, this is gonna cause change, and it's just a matter of moving forward and seeing what kind of impact this has. One thing that's suggestive that this is gonna have an impact or a complete coincidence is that I received an email from Stake after this was announced Being like, hey, yo, bro, wanna do some uh, advertising for us on that day YouTube? Big money, I think was their words, Uh, four to nine thousand dollars, I think, like, it was uh, the most shitly written email. Like, someone was drunk, as it could be coincidence, but I've never received an email from Stake before, and after this announcement came, I got that email, so. Twitch cuts streamer pay, tells them to run more ads. Twitch put out this blog post that is the most rambling Thing I've ever seen. Look how long this is and it just goes on and on and on and on Twitch is basically like look I know we're owned by like one of the biggest companies in the world But like you, you gotta understand running a live streaming business is expensive. It's, it's super expensive So what we're doing, we're gonna be paying you less in the most convoluted way possible So some creators have a 70-30 split for their sub revenue. It's really only you know, let's say 5,000 partners or something the upper echelon people. I have a 70-30 split. As of a year ago, they stopped giving out these 70-30 splits. For the vast majority of people, they're on the 50-50 split for sub revenue, and they won't be impacted by this at all. And so they're saying, you only now get this 70-30 split for your first 100K that you earn. Revenue above 100K will be split at the 50-50 share rate, which is the rate that the vast majority of streamers are on. And this is starting in June, 2023. It's like a year away. This announcement is just Twitch wants more money. And they said, but guys, don't panic. Don't worry about it. What you can do is run more ads on your stream to make up for the money that you're not being paid. And this announcement is done with the pages and pages of this flowery bullshit language. When at the end of the day, it's just, hey, you're getting a pay cut, run more ads because we want you to run more ads. If you are making 100K on Twitch, You're doing well. A pay cut after that point isn't going to negatively impact you. This isn't a, oh no, the big streamers are going to be destitute without their additional 20% sub revenue above 100k. Oh woe is me. This is, this is coming at a time when YouTube has a 70-30 split for everyone. Like the expectation was that Twitch would roll out a 70-30 split to all creators. When I heard that they weren't giving a 70-30 split anymore to anyone, I was like, What? And now hearing that, like, they even want to take away the 70-30 split they've, they've given already to creators, it's even worse. Because on one hand, this change only impacts the biggest already rich and successful streamers. But on the other other hand, this change means that there isn't going to be better circumstances put forth to everyone else to reach parity with what's offered on YouTube. There was a possibility of that before or at least some expectation and that's now not going to happen and that fucking sucks. So this is a huge L for literally everyone. I wonder if people are now going to move to YouTube more. I don't know. YouTube fixes music copyrights. A YouTube W I didn't speak about before. YouTube is fixing the copyright music problem on YouTube to some degree. I mean, T Martin gave a good summary. It's the first place that I I saw it. Not that I really like T Martin, but... YouTube is fixing the copyright music problem. Currently, if you use a copyrighted song, 100% of the revenue goes to the artist. This isn't always true. Some labels will give you a 50-50 cut or whatever, but most of the time. With Creative Music, you can license music for a flat fee or split revenue 50-50 with the artist. They already have deals with over 50 labels. I wonder if you have to do this beforehand where you have to set out an agreement first or can a song get picked up in your video and it'd say, hey, you can keep this song if you give us a 50-50 split, or you can keep this song if you pay us 10 bucks. Because as I've said many times, 99.999999% of the time, when a song gets picked up in one of my videos, I just remove that song. I re-edit the video, or I use YouTube's inbuilt features to remove it. No song is worth 100% of my revenue. However, if I had the option just to even pay 50 bucks, sometimes I'd be like, Okay, this song is probably important enough. It makes the video better. Here's 50 bucks. Whatever the price is. Maybe this is just the the record labels believing they can get more money from these deals rather than experiencing what's happening now where no creator making any significant amount of money is leaving in songs in their videos that take all the money and previously I was listening to a person talk about how difficult it is to get licenses for songs. Like if you want to use a song and it's important to you, you're sending 800 emails between 50 different departments, even if you're willing to pay for the song, you can't do it. And that's just stupid. YouTube is the place where people experience, you know, media now. If you want your songs to stay relevant and to reach a larger audience and make yourself a little bit of money, getting them into some YouTube videos is a smart move. I've said before, before TikTok, where I found most of my new songs was Twitch. Join a stream and be, oh, this is a, it's a banging track, son, and I put it in my Spotify. Then they got rid of the music. So then it became TikTok. I'm on TikTok, like, oh, this is a fucking banging song, son, and I put it in my Spotify. I've always said, not letting YouTubers use like say 30 second snippets of your songs was just a dumb move by the labels. Music is a little bit different from other forms of media. It's not a one-and-done. You listen to the same song hundreds of times. So if you hear the song for the first time on YouTube and you like it, you're not gonna go back to that video of some guy talking over a song to listen to the song. You're gonna put it on Spotify. Yeah, so this is just a win all around. Good job, YouTube. YouTube finally splitting types of content on channel pages. (gasps) That's so cool! YouTube creators, we've heard you loud and clear. Highly requested updates coming to channel pages this fall, including splitting content out by long-form shorts and live. That is sick. I mean, it doesn't show live here, but assume I assume that's just going to be a tab as well. So when I started doing shorts, I had people comment like, man, it's harder to find videos in your channel page section now. This just makes sense. To be real with you, channel page views are not the biggest source of views. It's 6%. But 6%, while not the majority or something, is still a reasonable chunk. Having the content be easily, e- more easily searchable, it's just a good thing. The question for me is, will I not unlist my live videos now? Because I hated how they clogged up my channel page section. I mean, when that rolls out, I'll see what happens. Moving from a heavy mouse to a light mouse. Oh, that is something else. I got a new mouse chat. This is the old Lightspeed 502 Logitech. Mouse, this is the new one. So no one spoke about one difference, which is the old mouse has custom weights in it. Like you can open the bottom and add weight to it. The new one does not have that. It has a lot of other benefits and stuff, but doesn't have that. And so I'm having to deal with a much, much lighter mouse, which is what most people want anyway, but sort of was taken aback. I even actually put one of the weights from the old mouse in this, even though I can't add them all. Why would you want a heavy mouse? Exactly. I'm just used to it. I find it comfortable. But I'm going to adapt now and use this lighter mouse and see if uh, I prefer it. It's, 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 it's better. It's, it's definitely better. Why I privated all the videos on my Shorts channel. So the Shorts channel was getting like no views. Like it did terribly. It did terribly from the get go. Got to like 50,000 subscribers, but it was making no money and getting no views. All that was happening was people were just ripping the videos from the channel and either uploading them to shorts on different channels or uploading them to TikTok. And I'm just like, this channel is doing me no good. And who knows, it it could even be doing me harm. So I'm just gonna private all the videos. I would delete the channel, but I'd be worried I'd press a wrong button or something and I'd delete my other channels or something. I'm just gonna leave it. And maybe at some point, I'll throw a random video up there and just be like, hi. I might need it for something, who knows. Feeling guilty about feeling sad. Opened up your ten dark viper is also feeling sad glad to know i'm not the only one bro daily reminder not to catch feelings for people Sometimes i wish i caught feelings for people even if it would make me sad sometimes chat when i feel sad Unjustifiably i wish i had a like a justification for feeling sad like you shouldn't need to justify your feelings right But sometimes i'm just like man i feel like shit and i shouldn't feel like shit and i feel guilty about it Feeling sad than feeling guilty about your sadness is like the worst fucking feeling, dude. The most important factor in YouTube success. Being successful on YouTube is largely about identifying particular niches that are unserved or underserved in the market. So you go, hey, this particular video doesn't exist. I'm interested in that video. There are probably other people out there who are interested in it as well. And then you make that video. As time goes on, it's harder and harder to identify such lackings. Like, what you're doing doesn't have to be entirely unique, but you don't want to be the 50th person doing a thing. You're much better off being the only person doing a thing than uh, trying to fight all the other people who are already doing that thing to to stand out, you know? Has Twitch lost market share? I do want to see what the numbers are going to be like next time round when it shows the comparison of um, where all the live streaming stuff is. I would not be surprised if, again, that Twitch's market share has shrunk. But I'd be surprised if Twitch were to die out entirely, unless Twitch trying to get more money right now is evidence that Amazon isn't happy with Twitch and is looking to get rid of it or something. Unless it can start making more money, I don't know. The only thing that's going to kill Twitch is Amazon wanting it dead. At least, you know, in the short term, the next couple of years. Which platform is worse, YouTube or Twitch? YouTube provides the careers for, like, tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people. Twitch is like 5,000 streamers, and most of them are just people who watch YouTube videos. I'm gonna say I think YouTube is a little bit better. Dark Viper AU React series. Is this the start of Dark Viper AU Reacts? I have considered making a React series where I react to my own videos. For some of the videos that were more complicated, I wanted to do like a director's commentary and explain why certain things are as they are and give more depth to what's going on. And I could do that for. A few dozen videos, at least. Yeah, direct just commentary for pacifists would be pretty good. My hairdresser offered me her dog. When I went to the hairdresser's yesterday, she's got this lovely dog, jumps all over me and pet it, It just loves being around people. Every time I see it, I think to myself, man, I need to get a pet. And then the hairdresser looks at me and says, that dog is a huge pain in the ass. You can take the dog if you want to. And I'm like, nah, I'm fine, thanks. Because it's just, animals are so cute and adorable. When you, like, can play with them for short periods and don't have to deal with any of the hassles of having a pet. Getting its nails trimmed and washed and dealing with all the fur and then breaking stuff and feeding him and all that jazz, right? I need to get a girlfriend so I can get a dog. That's how that works. When I get a cat? Slightly allergic. It is very hard to get, like, a Siberian cat, which are hyperallergenic. And even then, like, cats are assholes, dude. Cats were not bred to be fun-loving companions, like dogs. I bought a perpetual motion machine. It's obviously not really. What happens is, you put it in the sun, the different sides of the apparatus inside get heated at different speeds or something. Or no, one side absorbs more energy or something. And so, the light makes it spin around forever. I have no light in here, so it's not really working is isn't really perpetual if it's farming light. It's not, oh well, yeah, that's exactly the point. It's, it's not a real perpetual motion machine. Such things are impossible. But it's on the list of like closest possible things. Or it's like people's attempts at it in the past. And this is on the list. And, and of course, it's not actually a perpetual motion machine. It's just a, an oddity. Please do your paint thing explaining why perpetual motion isn't possible. Because you can't get greater than 100% efficiency. I don't need to use paint for that. I'm moving with my mind, chat. I'm magic. Woo. Do I have a bad reputation? I saw a clip of myself two and a half years ago, where I said, I've got a great reputation. I wouldn't say that now. I'll occasionally get these comments because I'm now uh, releasing shorts, and so I'm hitting a wider audience, where a person will say, Hey, aren't you that guy who did X, Y, and Z? And I'll respond, No. I literally did none of those things. But I can totally understand how you've come to those false conclusions. The more you put yourself out there, the longer your career, the more creators you interact with potentially in a negative way, the greater the possibility that people are gonna hate you for either unjustified or justified reasons. They're gonna come to misunderstandings because they just don't give a fuck. I'm genuine? Here's the thing though, to come to that conclusion, you actually have to listen to what I say. It's arrogant for me to say this, but the biggest barrier between people liking and or agreeing with me is their unwillingness to even listen to me speak. <laughs> the ridiculous amount of comments that I received on those reaction essay videos where a person be like, man, you are fucking wrong! You know what the fuck you're talking about? I'll respond like, did you even watch the video? And they'll be like, no. I'll be like, ah. Oh. Man, man, you did this and this and this. I'm like, did you watch any of the videos where I explained what I was doing and why? They're like, no, but you're an asshole. I'm like, all right. And there's just no escaping that reality, chat. Once you hit a certain level of success, that will be your life and you have to be able to deal with that level of negativity. It doesn't matter how amazing you think a creator is, Chad, there are people out there who hate that person's fucking guts. It is impossible to conduct yourself in a way where you will meet everyone's standard of uh, acceptable behavior, whether in how you conduct yourself in your business or how you communicate with others or, or what have you. Some shorts are broken on YouTube. I think I've shown this in rambles before, but it happened again, so I'm gonna show it again. This is the clip of me doing complications jump. The legendary complications jump is a strategy that GT5 speedrunners fear to do. It involves multiple powered brake boosts, good traffic luck and a perfect angle, all to get into Michael's backyard on the mission complications just a bit faster. Perfect. We did it guys, we got a perfect exactly once. So this clip got 140,000 views in the first hour, but in the next hour got 10,000 views. It doesn't make any sense. Not all clips do this, but I've had like four clips that have done this where just like in the first hour, it just goes, bah! and then it dies. Like it was way above the average for clips and now it's below. That don't make any gosh darn sense. Clearly shorts are still getting worked out, you know? But I have gotten back to uploading shorts. The 45% split on revenue means that it could be worth it, monetarily speaking, to release more shorts. And so that's what I'm gonna do. The one stupid thing that makes me nervous to go anywhere. Am I from Melbourne? No, but I'm going to Melbourne for a week. You know my biggest concern about going to Melbourne chat? I don't normally have to wear normal people clothes. I I never know what clothing is appropriate for any scene. I hate thinking about it. And so it's been one of the upsides of not having to go anywhere for so many years that I can just, you know, wear my work attire, which is black tank top and black shorts. What I did in preparation for going to Melbourne, I hope nothing bad happens to it, but I contacted the person who washes my clothes. And I said, hey, look, can you iron my entire wardrobe? Wash and iron, because some of the clothes in there, you know, got dust on them because they've been there for so long. Other stuff is like new clothing and you should probably get that washed anyway. There's a lot of very complicated, shirts for ironing and stuff, and they're like, yeah, no problem. And uh, I I put out in front of my house, just like, my entire wardrobe that I still have remaining. (laughs) I pay someone to wash and iron my clothes? Yes. I have so many things that I'm meant to do. So many things that I should not be here talking to anyone. I should just be mashing shorts and pacifist and all that stuff, you know? It's not actually that expensive, honestly. Washing all my tank tops and stuff is like 50 bucks a month or something and they come all neatly folded and stuff. Fifty bucks a month isn't an insignificant amount of money, but we're not talking like professional butler kind of money, you know? My favourite Red Dead Redemption 2 quote. A person tweeted out, show me you played this game by replying with a quote from the game, and the game was Red Dead Redemption 2. And I quote tweeted it with the quote, can't this horse go any faster? I thought that was very funny. The first comment underneath was like, wait, is this Dark Viper AU referencing Red Dead Redemption 2 in a non-negative way? But I was referencing it in a negative way, because the joke is, the game's too slow. That is a direct quote from the game, but it's commentary on the game itself. Now the reason why you can't find that tweet on my Twitter is because I forgot the question mark, so I deleted it. (laughs) Can't this horse go any faster? Question mark? Do my YouTube or Twitch viewers stay in my live streams longer? So doing the math, I think the average person on Twitch watches for 16 minutes and the average person watches for 8 minutes on YouTube. Which probably makes sense because my stream is far more promoted on YouTube as in I'm more likely to reach new people who will click into the stream and be like, you know, this isn't really my thing and click away. Where on Twitch, generally speaking, anyone who has gone to the effort to move over to Twitch from YouTube in order to watch me is a person who's committed to watching me on that platform. You thought it'd be more on YouTube, you asked. No, you got to you got to factor in all the people clicking in. So as a comparison, the fourteen days on Twitch, I had two hundred fourteen thousand live views. On YouTube, it's four hundred forty-eight thousand. So it's more than double. I'm reaching- I'm reaching far more people on YouTube than I was reaching on Twitch, and by necessity, that's going to include some people who are less interested in my live stream. I screwed up my donation link. I received a few donations from people, and they were like, Matt, why didn't they appear on screen? And I was like, I don't know. That's weird. It turns out I gave my donation link to Twitch underneath the stream. I thought the stream elements link For my donations was the same regardless of whether or not I was on YouTube or Twitch. Turns out not to be the case. So the donation link down below is now the YouTube link and so it will pop on pop up on screen if anyone uses it. I am sorry for anyone who was inconvenienced by this. It wasn't that many people maybe like five something people, but uh, I am terribly sorry. Looking for more editors DM on Discord. Chat, if you happen to be a person who's good at editing and I mean like really good. Not I aspire to be an editor one day and I've edited two videos or something. My standards are ridiculously high, but I could use at least one more person. So, you know, DM me on Discord with like a sample of your prior work if you're interested. It's obviously a paid position. I've got uh two people who help me a reasonable amount. One person who helps me a little bit and one other person who helps me a little bit. I, need, I probably need one other person who can help me. Like when I mean editing, I mean like YouTube editing. YouTube editing is more than simply knowing editing techniques and how to use editing tools and stuff. Honestly, probably knowing like advanced techniques is the least important part for the kind of YouTube content that I make, where you're just like breaking down footage. It's all about scene composition and creating flow and all that jazz. It's tough. Takes a lot of experience to, to get it right. Yeah, anyone who does have some YouTube editing experience, just DM me on Discord. Be sure to like and subscribe. Also leave a comment if you have something on your mind. My feed gives them to me from all over my channel. It doesn't matter how old the video is. I wish you all the best.